This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other... Then Dom lost. And Dom, we are days away now. Not even a full week. Days away from the start of the Bills season. Unreal. Unreal. Six months ago, we were wallowing in darkness. Well, from eight, eight months ago. Eight months ago. A little over six months. It feels... It, 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 feel, it doesn't feel that short. Long, no. But yes. No. Yeah. Ago. So, I mean, we're... What's today? Six days. The fifth. Yep. Six yeah. Days. Six days away um, from... The Bills playing Jets at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, and I'm not going to stop saying New Jersey. So what are your general thoughts, I guess? And we'll talk 53-man roster and all that, maybe even a little fantasy football. Like we we were talking a little bit before the show. We just wanted to maybe toss a little bit of that in there, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. what are your general thoughts? I mean, we'll talk more about this in the betting on the Bills episode. That Those will be returning later in the week as well. Um, but again, three. let me rephrase my question for the fifth time now. <laughs> what are your general thoughts going into this this matchup here? Yeah, I think it's one. It's probably the second toughest divisional game the Bills are going to face all all year. I would think. I would say I would rank the Pats games as the the two easiest, even on the road against New England, just because of I just don't think New England's going to be. I think New England's going to be solid. I just don't think they're going to be like. Good. I think they're going to be like the tenth best team in the AFC. I would agree. So like they're going to be like eight and nine. Maybe they get. I mean, I don't even think they're going to get to nine and eight. But eight and nine. They're like an eight and nine team. And the Jets and the Dolphins are the two teams that you feel have kind of positioned themselves to be. I don't want to say neck and neck with the Bills because I think the Bills have the respect of being the three time defending AFC champions. I'd say East champions. But yeah, like. Um... They possess themselves to overtake, yeah, overtake attempt. the Bills. It's kind of the Jets really put themselves in a win now zone. I think. Well, both teams really did because if you look at the Dolphins situation, like with their cap, uh, especially now they signed uh, Zach Sealer, who is a very good underrated defensive lineman. They signed their fullback to a pretty massive contract. I was kind of it was like three years, seventeen million dollars for a fullback. How much was Reggie Gilliams last year? Two years for. He's probably making barely like a million dollars. It's a pretty cheap contract. So yeah, but, but their fullback actually is pretty good. But you know, Christian Wilkins, their star defensive tackle, like, yeah, he's probably I would. I mean, who likes to grab? You know where? I don't. I, I yeah, I don't like to say he's out the door because of you know you never know what's gonna happen. But it seemed like the money they had for him, they kind of have used it now. Yeah, so. it dissipated. But listen, we said that last year about Jordan Porter. It's the last year, but we were right in Tremaine Evans. Kind of being his last year as well. Dolphins so. fans wanted Jordan Poyer so, too, if you remember. Back, yeah, back, back. I, I jumped boat a little bit. Yeah, we, question, but it's a statement. It, it's a statement game because I think the Bills, week two and week three, they played the Raiders, who looked to be in contention for the worst team in the AFC, especially Jimmy G, just kind of unknown, kind of not a very talented group. And then, then the, your coach is just the, lackluster as well. Home opener. And then you have the Commanders week three who seem to be a solid defense. Sam Howell looked pretty good in the preseason, but it's kind of uh, Sam Howell, you know, really maybe not has been tested. So I think that that those games seem to be like games the Bills will have. Like one game last year, right? If I remember Yeah, the last game. The last year. game. And yeah. then the, Ron Rivera goes, oh, I didn't realize he was that good. <laughs> I mean... He's the same coach that didn't realize he could be eliminated from the playoffs one week. I was like, dude, what are you looking? At? I mean, like, I mean, oh, I remember that I know you press be, conference. Like, attention to the media, that was that was painful. But, but that, that feels was like bad. Should, that feels like information that the head coach or at least the organization should know. Yeah, whatever that. But I think it's a statement game because you know, you're playing at home against Miami Week Four against the Jets. Like, those are two going to be tough divisional games, two easy games in the middle. Like, if you could find a way to split. The Jets Miami game and go in this the the four games three and one. It's kind of what happened last year when we we're like, okay, going to the Rams is going to be a tough game. The Titans always give us fit. 
you know, the Dolphins in Miami is going to be a tough hot weather. Yep. And the Ravens on the road. Like, that is a tough four-game stretch. But, but luckily, though, we're not playing Miami in no, September you're or October. But, but, we're playing them where it's going to be like look, 60 degrees But in look Florida. what the Bills did in those four games. The Bills went 3-1 and one and then won 13 games. Like, they, they started off, yes, it was a tough four-game stretch. But they were able to win tough games and go to three and one. This this four game stretch is easier because I think two ga- the two games in the middle yeah. are pretty significant. Pretty they're gonna be heavy favorites. But it's gonna be those two end games are gonna be difficult. Starting with this one, especially being on the road. Yeah, and the expectations for this are massive as well. Jets fans have come out of the woodwork to support the team. Um, you know, it's it's they have the same thoughts the Bills fans do. Their team's a contender. I'm not gonna sit here and deny that by any means. I I think. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a great addition, even though he's like, you know, I'm going to do this for a good two years, and then I'm going to hand it back off to Zach Wilson. I don't know how many Jets fans liked hearing that, but um, it's just, I think the expectations are high for both teams, and that's going to prove, I mean, I can't wait to be in the atmosphere. I feel like it's going to be wild. I mean, if you look at it too, the Jets acquire Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers probably becomes maybe the second best quarterback in the division, probably, you know, in this era of Josh Allen ever since you know, Brady left, so 2020 on, probably the second-best quarterback the Bills will be facing in division. Yep. I mean, I know Tua, I, I like Tua, but Tua has to stay healthy. So that's Tua, the, Tua, that's Tua the still has the opportunity to do that, but, like, what are the other options? Cam Noon, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mike like, White? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you remember when Mike White said he should have been the first uh, a first pick by a team? First overall first pick. Overall pick. It wasn't the first and then we pick. slammed him the week after yeah, that? So, yeah. Wild. I think... The quarterback battle, two friends from Cal- from Colorado, from California, I think is going to be intriguing. Elite defenses. This is a defense that the Bills really struck. I mean, they lost the game last year because the Jets' defense dominated the Bills' offense, and they nearly lost the second game because, again, the same thing kind of happened. So I don't think I, – I, I'll be comp- pretty honest. I'm pretty concerned about that because – the Jets now have at least a quarterback that can at least go down the field and even just match Allen blow for blow. So right. uh, it's going to be a really competitive game. I know the line high or low scoring. You think? I think it's going. I think well, I don't want to get into super predictions. No, but I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Kind of what the first game was twenty to seventeen Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the score of the second game, but it was low scoring as well. Let me tell you what I think real quick without going too far into predictions. Hmm. Hold on to your pants for this one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of thirty-eight to thirty-five. Yeah, I don't think there's going. To, I you don't scared. think so? Josh has really struggled against Rob, Robert Salah, other than the the one Monday night game when he was a defensive coordinator for the Niners. Josh has kind of struggled in the four games that he's been uh, the Jets' head coach. So, um, you know, it's 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 going to be an interesting matchup for both sides of the ball, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think this is a this is a this is a reason why this is a primetime game. This is the reason why this is the first Monday night game of the year. Yep, it's because then unfortunately two- many people won't be. Or actually, everyone around here will be able to see, but many people who subscribe to Spectrum will not be able to see because well, of the ongoing dispute. But if you look at the two storylines, really, there's a storyline of with the Bills of being a team that has gotten to the hump, maybe has seen the edge of the horizon of the hump, but mm-hmm. has fallen short of the hump. And now the Jets team, which is a team that has been in misery for over a decade, has never really had a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, has seems to have a team that could compete for a Super Bowl. Like, is this the, the, the reason why this is week one is because is the Bills still that top dog or is, are they going to get overtaken by, you know, the Jets had the first crack at them. Uh, right. Week one on the road, obviously, you know, the, you know, 9-11 you know that being that significance as well. So, it, it it's it's a listen, the NFL schedule schedule people. Man, did they make a good scriptwriters are on it. It's not Denver Seattle, man. It's not Russell's return, no. which is like all right, whatever. That's a that's a mid week one Monday yeah. game. I mean, this, the Bills had a better week one storyline last year than Denver and Russ did because well, that's why they were the, that's why they played. Yeah, the Von Bulls. Miller coming back. They're playing the Super Bowl favorites. They're playing the Super Bowl champions and. Which, you know, we thought at the time it was magnificent, but the Rams really didn't pan out at all that last year. But it, it, it's not going into predictions, but I think it's going to be a highly, highly competitive game. You think it's, I from your score prediction, though, it seems defensive as well. Well, I, I've, I haven't made my prediction yet. I mean, I may change, but I'm not going to go high offense. No, I mean, these are two, 
elite defenses with defensive minds, coordinator, yeah. defensive head coaches. You're right. And, and we haven't seen McDermott's, like, defensive calling in full well, regular season it, form yet. So two, that's a whole different thing, well, too. Well, I mean, there's two things over it, too, is that Robert Salas kind of had, had Ken Dorsey's number last year, so is that going to change? And this is the first game action, legit, I mean, not preseason, legit game action for Aaron Rodgers, so that's kind of going to get bumpy as well. So He was talking mad, mad stuff to the rest of the Jets. Do You, you saw that video, right? On the phone, or even when he was getting tackled, did you see that? It was the yeah, Giants. It was, it was or the Giants, yeah. And he was he was just like, who was it on the Giants? That was a D lineman, wasn't it? That Jihad kept, Ward kept jabbing at him, and he was getting getting aggravated. It was, you know, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting game, but we'll leave that to Friday. Or, yes, or betting on the Bills makes the return on Friday, so stay tuned for that. Um, we're excited to get back into that. We're excited that it's, first of all, did I say it was the first episode of Season 3? Or did I I, did I muff I, that? I may have hinted at that we're getting back to Season 3, but I don't know if it was heard. So. I don't know. This well, we'll make it hurt now. This is it. So this is the first episode of Season 3. We've been doing this now since the off-season of the 2022 or 2021 season, right? Yes. And the Bills have been contenders both of both the two years we've done this. Right or technically yes, if we're counting the 2021 season, absolutely that divisional game they played, and then last year is the window closing? Is my question for you because what happens this year? They just go out in the divisional round again. Hate to sound like an early 2000s Bills fan here, but I got to ask the real question. You always say that it's because they're still all over Twitter. I don't think avoid. I don't think it's early 2000s Bills fans. I think you should say late 2000s Bills fans. Because the early two thousands was still like, oh, it's just, it's one or two years into the playoffs drought. Like that's not like negativity. The I, negativity. I should say the EJ Manuel era, yeah. late, late like, early twenty tens. Yeah, there early twenty tens. That, that's probably about a, about yeah. more. Once it got to double digits, that was probably like a. More, <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. after the decade passed. We're like, yeah. okay, what's going on here? But but no, I think the Bills are a team that when you have an elite quarterback and you have talent, you're always going to be find yourself in position playoffs. And yes, I think. We're starting to see cracks in the armor from the perspective of the salary cap is starting to catch up to them. Mm-hmm. Like they lost Shemaine Edmonds, middle linebackers a position. I know that we're going to talk about Christian Kirksey, but that's a position that you know may not have been solved. So that's a hole. Like there's now holes in the roster because they can't afford to pay all their players. Right. That's what happens when you're a good team and you want to push for the playoffs at Super Bowl. So, which the, the the short answer is no, because Josh Allen will be there. And if Josh Allen is healthy, and as long as you get to the playoffs with Josh Allen as your quarterback, we saw it, how he got hot in 2021. If he gets hot like any other year, he could. I think he's a guy that could carry it. He could carry a team to the Super Bowl and right. win a Super Bowl. Still went to the divisional round with a UCL injury as well. So, yeah, when, so if he's fully healthy, that's a whole other level on top of that as well. I think... Maybe that not the question of is the Super Bowl window closing? Is is this the peak roster the Bills will have yes. for a certain amount of period until they kind of I don't want to say rebuild but retool on the fly and maybe yeah. lose some. Well, especially age wise, right? I mean, you got to look at the defense. We've been relying on the same guys since 2019, 2020. Micah Hyde, yeah. Jordan Poyer, they're getting up there in age. They're Poyer, How many years do we sign them to? One? It's a or two years? Two, two. years? So. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a window there, but you're also there. Hyde's coming back from injury as well. You know, they're you're not gonna you're not all you're doing is adding years at this point. You know what I mean? Where if you were like, oh, we're out in the divisional round, you might not see some of these guys around for much longer. Not, I'm saying, I'm not saying they're gonna retire now. I'm just saying. If we I, go out in the division how round much again, more is left in how much prior? more? Yeah, exactly. How much tread do they have left in the tires? So I think that's a better question than being like, oh, is the Bills Super Bowl window closing? Mm-hmm. Well, one, it's not closed right now because I still think they have a good enough roster to make the Super Bowl and one Super Bowl. I think Bowl. it's arguably a little better than it was last year, too. Minus the middle linebacker I think you spot. could make cases that the overall depth of the roster is better, but I think I would agree with that. But then you had to say, okay, what are the Bills? You also have to... You know, as we talk about Super Bowl and all that, it's important to see Brandon Bean's vision of like, how are you building out the depth of the roster to then take over starting positions when people fade? Right. So you like, don't start. So you just teeter off and well, go like, fall off the face it's of the like earth. The Bills signed Taylor Rapp, mm-hmm. and like I think Taylor Rapp is going to have a pretty big impact on the team, even in a versatile role. But yeah, like if Micah Hyde doesn't come back next year, did they resign Taylor Rapp? And now they had him as 
as a as a death piece, and now he becomes a more main contributor. It's the same right. thing of Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin had a lot of good starting reps last year. Unbelievable story. Can't yep. believe he's actually. Yeah, seeing him in actually in pads and playing football is kind of wild. He's another but. guy like you said. Oh, Poyer's two years. Like probably in two years, Poyer and Hyde won't be on the team. Mm-hmm. Is Taylor, Taylor Rapp and Demar Hamlin seem to be the two starters? I'm kind of okay with that. You see positions where it's like okay, like Duncan Cade. Like yeah. Knox, I know got signed to a four-year contract extension, but you never know what happens to that. A oh, trade, they, anything could or happen. Or they transition mm-hmm. to two tight ends more. Or you see the Bills getting the depth of the roster so to be Wide receiver prepared. depth, too, is a lot better as well with Hardy, gonna, but all those, those guys. Pre- you know, James Cook is going to be the running back for a long time. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is still, still good. You know, they have depth, but they have the depth of the roster where now when those got, those starters old and fade out, they have the depth guys who have the experience to now take over, and when they hit their prime, their athletic prime, they have the intellect to step in and perform on the team. So I think that's what the Bills have done a really good job of yeah. uh, the last couple of years. But to go on from your question to the actual 50 the year roster, yes, it looks pretty good. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. It, it There's looks, a long pause. It looks very. I think it looks very solid to me. I think. Do you- there's holes, but also it's interesting how just the panic, everything kind of plays out of, oh, now we have Christian Kirksey, who's kind of a starting caliber-ish linebacker. Yeah. Now he's on the practice squad. Oh, he's going to learn for a couple weeks, and then maybe he takes a job. It's like, oh, Jermaine Fetty. Oh, my God. We were all worried about, oh, my God, Brandon Shell retires. Dan Cusberry looks terrible in the preseason. Like, oh, my God. Who's going to be the third tackle in case Spencer Brown just starts to suck again? Oh, now you have Jermaine Fetty, who, again, is a starting caliber-ish tackle. Like, are these guys elite players? Are these guys, would you consider them to be good starters? Probably not. You may even consider them to be slightly below average starters. Mm -hmm. But from what they had, that's an improvement. And so the the complaint of the whole preseason being like, oh, my God, like, we're in trouble because we're relying on these guys. And then, oh, my gosh, we're going to get stuck with not even having Brandon Shell. It's a third. T- like, we don't have an Allison. Oh, we have a third offensive tackle. Yeah. Oh, oh, now we have a, a veteran linebacker in the practice squad who took who less can... money, who took probably an, an probably was offered a 53-man roster role on some trash team, but, but he wants to be in a practice squad because he wants to get in. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out. I mean, if we're looking at the moves they made, I think – Obviously, it's unfortunate that Barthley got injured, but I think Kyle Allen, especially after the second preseason game, kind of won the job. I'm still concerned about that because Kyle Allen is just bad. But at the end of the day, if you look at all the other roster, where would you sacrifice money and resources to build quarterback two? I guess I would just ride and die with my quarterback one. Right. Uh, Well, why don't we go through it? Roster spot by roster spot. Okay, so I think the two quarterbacks are chill. Yep. And you think we're going to get a third? Because... They signed Shane uh, Bichelle. Oh, Bichette from um, Bichelle. Bichelle from Bichette's Kansas City. Bo Bichette, I know. From I know. the Chiefs. Yeah. He's on the practice squad. So he's kind of interesting. Maybe he's kind of. You think of he's a... got some insider information they're going after? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I always I always am interested in that. I'm not going to lie. But what? The, actually? Yeah. What kind of information they get told or whatever. I don't know. Right. R- running back. they sign an NDA? No. No. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the running back room, I'm happy with. Damian Harris, James Cook, Latavius Murray, and Reggie Gilliam. The all-time fullback right there. Most versatile think, fullback in the NFL. I think it's the all the people <laughs> that you expected. I think Latavius Murray show. I, I, I really like this roster. I really like this running back room because I think it's a little bit different from last year because last year Singletary, you know, doesn't have the breakaway speed but kind of is your shifty runner, but – isn't super athletic, isn't really a power back. They didn't really have that power back last year. Mm-hmm. James Cook is a guy that was incredibly efficient, efficient in limited touches, really took over as the season progressed. Yep. I'm really excited for him to take RB1, but I'm also excited for the addition of Damian Harris and Latavius Murray because they're different from Yeah, you're not getting James f- Cook. three of the same running backs. There's like they're all vers- they're versatile in their own way. But they're they're Third and one, it's like, okay, it's either QB sneak or we're throwing it. No, you could hand off. Like Damian the, Harris right up the middle. Damian Harris through. and Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Both those guys are ve- a goal line. The Bills have struggled so much in goal line the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like having a guy, having a power back that you could count on that are veteran backs that just know how to get the yard or two, yep. get into the end zone, having that on the roster is something that they really haven't had. 
I will say. Probably since Frank Gore in 2019, to be honest. Yep. Or what's what was his name? Big guy. Tolbert. Well, I think he was also 2019. Oh, was he? But, yeah. He was a big guy, though. He would plow through the line. I but, remember but watching that, him. But they, they've lacked that in the run game of just a pure power back. Short yardage back. Mm-hmm. We don't want a downhill runner. We want a tank that's going to, you know what I mean? Well, that is like, a downhill runner. Technically, yeah, but not yards after the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Like, yards you want to pound the, through. The, I, so, I like I, I like the running back. The running back room There's is, one disappointment for me. If you, if you, I'll let you say that, but if you look at the running back room in general, I think a lot of people would be disappointed. Like, if you were not a Bills fan and you would just look at it, I'm just going to make up a team, a Houston fan. Be like, this running back room is not that great. Like, you have James Cook, who was... You know, a backup last year. Now they're expecting him to take a big out role. Latavius, Damian Harris was not won by anyone, really. Nope. I mean, New England, he got benched for Roger Stevenson. Latavius Murray is bounced off the team. But if you look at the Bills, they don't need the most talented running back room. James Cook is very talented. Mm-hmm. But they just need pieces. At, they just need the running game to do certain things. Yeah. Take the take the the pressure off of Josh Allen and the short yardage. Mm-hmm. You know, James Cook, be effective in the passing game, get the screen game going. Right. Let's use our pass-catching running backs as pass-catching running backs this year. Yeah. You know, so that, what was your disappointment? So I will say I kind of see a little bit of Raheem Blackshear 2.0 in this, all right? Darrington Evans being cut. Well, he's a practice squad. They got him I thought he went to Miami. Didn't Miami grab him? Or no, Blackshear did, didn't he, last year? Blackshear went to the Panthers last year. You oh, might be, uh, you know, you may be right on. Um, I think Evans, Evans went to Miami. Yeah, right. they, they had a bunch of people that got claimed. And stuff. Yeah, so he, as soon as he hit the practice squad, he was he was to but, Miami. But, but I, I liked, I mean, yes, he had that flashy run against the Bears, right? And that got a lot of people onto him. But he was, uh, you know, he got hit, but he kept going kind of a running back, you know? And like that's like, I guess, like, we do have... A verse like we've talked about already, versatile running back room. Like there's no need for that. But it was kind of interesting to see a guy like that on the team as well. But you know, he's gonna I think he'll be successful in Miami, honestly. But I don't think so. No? no. You think that's a preseason wonder? I he's done. Just, I think sometimes running backs are Antonio Williams had a big game as a running back, and then he played week seventeen against the Dolphins and had a big game, I think. And when everyone was like, Oh my god, Antonio Williams and then it was like because the numbers, like, he would just never make the team. <laughs> like, right next to your position, and especially in the preseason yeah. when you're playing against third stringers. So, Darren Evans had a nice run, but uh, I like the running backs that they kept, and I don't think that there was a roster spot available for him. But no. going to wide receiver, obviously of Diggs, Davis, hopefully has kind captains, of... Captains, both of them. come back. Yeah, captains, that was big. Sherfield, yeah. just all offseason we talked about who was going to be a wide receiver three. There was three options, and it just was a blowout. It mm-hmm. wasn't really competitive. I, I, I think Deontay Hardy is going to be involved in the offense. I, I shouldn't say he got blown out of the water. Clear Shakur got blown out. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's just, I, I don't know why he's on the roster. Okay, I just say I don't know. I, I mean, I do, but it's I, I like understand. at the same time, like, I don't. I do, but I don't. It's like one of those situations. I understand it. I think his returnability, I think his ability to know the offense as a second-year player. Is Isabella on the practice squad? Yes. Okay. To know the offense as a, as a second-year player, to step in for injury. He plays diff- outside, inside. So I understand why he made the roster versatility, and he does offer some return games. Hardy's kind of going to be that you know, McKenzie slot. role mm-hmm. of – it's not slot. Gadget? Gadget. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a sin. It's always, that's the problem was last year. Isaiah McKenzie, great wide receiver five, really bad wide receiver three. Yeah, now he was having, not your main slot guy. He was a great gadget receiver, though. Yeah, so having Trent Sherfield, you know, the blocking of mm-hmm. that guy in the slot, um, just overall game of Sherfield, really good receiver room. Obviously, they were able to keep Isabella, so in the mm-hmm. Pride squad. Uh, and Shorter makes the team. I think he's going to go on IR, or, or not. I, I'm blanking, but he flashed. It was nice to see that he flashed a little bit. Uh, in the preseason, the last two games after struggling, the first game I was like, "Oh man, I don't know about this." But you know, his, his special teams, his just prototype is being just a monster is insane. So yeah, he's kind of a, a, a long term potential kind of play to keep on the roster to make sure he doesn't claim. But right, yeah. Uh, then tight end transitioning very quickly. Yeah, I like, mean, there's nothing really to talk about. Nothing there. really to talk. It's Knox, Kincaid, and Quentin Morris, and that was pretty evident that that was going to go like that Dalton Kincaid I mean he's made a name for himself already can't wait to see him in regular season action Josh is already very confident in throwing to him which is great that's wonderful that they have that chemistry um 
I think, you know, we, we want to talk fantasy football. I can bring him in here for a minute because a lot of times most of the leagues I drafted and I did pick him up late. Yeah, he's a late play. He's I mean, a late play because I personally and a lot of other people, including you, I don't know how you feel about this. He's going to be that like big slot receiver more than like a tight. You know what I mean? He's not going to. Sure, he's going to get. He has yeah, a lot of receiving potential. He's going to. He's a good flex player. Like could be a very sneaky pick. And um, to have Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, two great pass catchers. Dawson Knox uh, grew out of his Dawson drops phase, um, and you know has been has been great. So I'm hopefully looking forward to seeing both of them get a lot of action with Josh throwing the ball to them because Dawson Knox. Made some big plays when we needed him to. He won the Chiefs game last year. He got the last touchdown. He didn't win it. Von Miller closed that game out. But I don't know. I, I The tight end room I'm ecstatic it, with. It I love it. It is the most – you could make a case that it's the most talented tight end room in Bill's history. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely the most talented tight end room in the Allen era. So Right. We had Charles Clay to start out the Allen era, if you remember correctly. Yeah, so really, really excited for that. Uh, transitioning to the offensive line, um, I really like the starters. I know I'm – Spencer Brown just kind of whatever. Hopefully Connor, Connor McGovern had that little knee injury. I hope we said it was long term. Maybe he got back to practicing, so maybe he could play through it. That would be big because he played really well in the mm-hmm. recent game he played in. I like what I see from Cybo, uh, Mitch Morris, constant Dion, solid. Spencer Brown, we're gonna see. I like the addition of Infetti as a third offensive tackle. Ryan Bates, Bates. kind of that Swiss Army knife. Yep, really liked what I saw. I really like David Edwards too as a solid depth guard. Um, and then, you know, having, having Ryan you know, Van DeMarc. DeMarc and Alec Anderson kind of as young guys, uh, kind of maybe the Tommy Doyle-ish kind of role yeah. of kind of playing all around and playing if needed, but really just kind of developing. Right. Um, so I, you, you lose Greg Mance, Kessenberry, Kessenberry, however you pronounce the name, Broker. You then lose Jarvis Gurriage, Gurriage, I don't know. They were able to sign some of those guys back to the practice squad. Yeah, yeah. Ike Bucker, where did, did he end up back on the practice squad? I forget. I don't believe so, but I, no. I know that Questberry got claimed. A lot of guys got claimed, and it's kind of confusing, but the offensive line, the depth is better than it was in years past. I yep. think the... That was a huge the, concern last year. Yeah, I, I think the depth, yeah, the depth is way better, mm-hmm. and I think the interior offensive line, starting interior offensive line is significantly improved, so... Yeah, so, so, solid job there. Mm-hmm. Going to the defensive line, this is where kind of the big move happened of the trade of Boogie Basham and a seventh round pick to the Giants for a sixth round pick. He got that good interception last year. Shed a tear when I saw his name traded. And it's a situation where I just don't like when people bash the general manager twice for situations. Like I respect Brandon Bean for moving on and be like, didn't work out. Let's just try and get as much as we can for the asset we still right. have. What's the difference between having Boogie Basham as I'm trying to make the comment? What's the difference between having Boogie Basham as DN four and having Shaq Lawson as DN four? Yeah, it makes and no we get difference. to keep Kingsley Jonathan, who was going to definitely get claimed. Who's kind of flash, maybe young, a young project as well as Von is on the pub. That was another big news. Von on the pub, but you know, I just I'm glad he's on the pub. It's, it's you know, Joe, it's it's like. It's like a physics problem. If you, I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy I, to ask I, I, about I, I, physics. I'm, 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 I'm gonna roll this boat with you. Okay. You know, if you have to, <laughs> if you had to calculate something and you calculate something, but you you make a math error. Okay. But then you had to use that number for another equation. You you tank the entire thing. You don't tank the no, because the teacher will take points off for you messing up the math error. But if you use your wrong your wrong math error question answer right in the other equation, they won't take off points because that's double that's double. That's double dipping. You know what I mean? Oh, so they let it, you go? Well, no, because you, you did the other equation right. You just had a wrong number because you made a mistake earlier. Gotcha. Brandon Bean made a mistake drafting Boogie Bash in the second round. Understanding Boogie's value to the team and what they could get for him, they moved on from. Bashing Brandon Bean again for the, the draft pick of Boogie Bash in the second round is just double dipping because of the value you got for him. Right. That does, like, you, could make, you could say, bad pick, miss pick. It's annoying to me now when people after the trade be like, oh my god, now they didn't get enough of him. They drafted this guy in the second round. You're, you're double dipping. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a mistake to draft him, period. But he's also... The trade yeah. in itself was probably a good move to keep Kingsley Jonathan. You at least get some kind of... Al- get like 30, some pick 30 in picks, return. Yeah, 30 picks. You get, trade up 30 picks. It's whatever, man. And also, this is a team that has drafted incredibly well in D3. You know, we, 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 we see all Taron Johnson... Uh, 
Damar Hamlin, Christian yep. Benford. Yeah. I mean, we see all over the place this team being able to no, Br- Davis. Brandon Bean has proved himself. Like, yeah. This I mean, team has drafted very well in day three. Also, you see how they're drafted well in day three because look at the two look at the two draft picks they cut. Alex Austin and Nick Bacher. Both those dude Brocker. Both those dudes got claimed. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing happened last year. Jack Anderson and Rashad Wild Goose. I'm blinking on another one. Like Oh yeah, as soon as they get released or cut. They get picked up because they're good prospects. They are good prospects. Mm-hmm. They're just not good to make no. this good of a roster. They weren't gonna help they weren't gonna help the Bills, but they'll help a team that's kind of building, you yes. know? Like they can go to Houston and play. And get you know? the experience. So they yeah. were gonna get it here in Buffalo. So exactly. You're gonna ride the bench and then Yeah, so whatever. I, mean, I like the D line room. I mean it's gonna be interesting who officially starts opposite Greg Rousseau. Uh is it gonna be Leonard Floyd? Is it gonna be AJ? Uh, yeah. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And Vaughn will come back after four weeks. Week four, he should be able to play. Right? No, he's out, he's out the first four weeks. He's out the first four. Do you think he'll play the he's fifth? He's going to miss week five because week five is London. There's no way he's playing week five. Oh, yeah. Week six, Sunday football against the Giants. He's back. That's when he'll be returned. But Returning for Brian Dable. It's going to be interesting how they rotate these guys because you kept five defensive tackles. All of them... Worthy of getting keep, you know, Philip Settle had a good camp. I mm-hmm. thought he was going to potentially get cut, but he had a good camp. Puno Ford's a beast. I did think Settle might Atlanta. have been on the chopping but block. Yeah, It's going to be interesting how they rotate because five, five D tackles is kind of weird, a weird number, especially also when you kind of use your edges sometimes on the third lung. You move Groot inside and he plays DT. It's going to be interesting, the snap count. Or, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. I don't think all five of these guys are going to be active on game day. No. I would assume one of them actually is probably going to be inactive. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see week one. That's something to look out for. Is who is going to be inactive in the D tackle? I don't think they're going to have. Like I would assume Kingsley Jonathan is inactive. Like he's your fifth defensive end. Doesn't really play special teams. I assume he'll be inactive. Do they play activate nine D linemen or do they go with eight? They they take a D tackle out. I would personally say it's either Tim Sill or Jordan Phillips. My my gut tells me it might be Puna Ford, and that'll be that'll that'll just break my heart. I know, I know. I love Puna Ford. I, I love I, that man. I'm a big fan of him. Um, he's a monster. I love it. But yeah, I mean, I think I would. I might shed a singular tear down my cheek if I see that and happen. Then, but the linebacker room is that all right? We, we linebackers move on to that? all right. I mean, Milano All Pro. Yeah, Terrell Bernard, Terrell Dodson. I think Terrell Bernard is going to be the starting linebacker uh, against you think? the Jets. I just I, Terrell Dodson sucked. What about Dorian Williams? No chance. No shot. Zero percent chance. Medikevich, no shot. Well, Balen Specter, no shot. Well, Balen Specter is on the. Board. Were you surprised? On AR, he's on IR. Yes. Were you surprised about AJ Klein? Um, Did they bit, activate him off of injury injury reserve? A little or bit. I'm a little bit surprised by it, but at the end of the day, I think them adding Kirksey. Kind of. I think they're going to roll Bernard, and while Bernard is playing, they're going to get Kersey into the defense, and I think he'll eventually, uh, probably, I think Kersey will be kind of like week six. I'll, I'll make it week six. The starting middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills would be Christian Kersey. Okay, that's my prediction right now. Mark that down. Time I stamp this. I think B- week Dodson has proven time and time that he's not a starting linebacker in this league. I think Bernard has an opportunity, and if he runs with it, he runs with it. I don't think Dorian Williams has an opportunity. I think the calf injury really put him out of it, but I liked what I saw in the preseason. So if he can continue to grow and, and play like Terrell Bernard did yeah. uh, throughout the, the regular season last year and just kind of learn learn the defense, and maybe next year I think he could potentially splash. Uh, but the linebacker rooms, I'm mean, obviously disappointing from last year. L- last year was a better linebacker room. I mean, you had a, a borderline all-pro middle linebacker in Jermaine Edmonds. Yep. And an all-pro in Matt Milano. So... Obviously, you get worse there, um, but it's again, it's what it's just we, what you got to deal with. The with, peak of the roster, it's, mm-hmm. it's what you know. You can't keep eight. Unfor- yeah, I mean, you can't handhold everybody. You're gonna have it's a business at the end of the day. Players want their money. The GMs have to budget theirs. So the, unfortunately, there's no way to make Tremaine work with the season he had. He was gonna get picked up for the right amount of money, but. I mean, I'm I'm very content with the linebacker room right now, and I'm I'm going to hold you to that because I I kind of agree with you on that. I, I think week Thank six you. we shall see, but the secondary, secondary, you want to combine cornerback and the same thing. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, this is another situation where yeah, it's going to be interesting who becomes active because you have 46 spots and you need seven people that are inactive. Mm-hmm. I think we can make our predictions a little bit after this if who's going to be inactive, but yeah, I, I mean, think. I Cam was, Lewis caught a ball for Jay Jets last year, so I mean, yeah, I, but he's a core special you know teamer, so it's kind of interesting with that, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, they lost Jamarcus Ingram, Kyron Brown, and Alex Austin, though, just to throw that out there. So, 
Uh, yeah. If I don't know who they are, I can't imagine them being that very important but to the cornerback room. Wrapping but. Hamlin are solid backups to hide. Cam mm-hmm. Lewis is kind of a Swiss Army knife. Trey's back. Dan Benford. I really think Benford has won the starting job. Um, I made that prediction before the preseason. I, I'm very proud of no, that. No, I, I, I said, I said the Dan producers, Jackson. The you producer, said pre- The producer pre-season. is confirming that I did say that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take a minor L. Because after week one, after the interception against the Nubs, I said, I don't know about Christian Benford because he wasn't getting started. I, I was like, eh, I, make I was a little swip swappy, but I'm, 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 say, I'm, I'm saying that I kept strong on my prediction. You did. But I ben- said Dane Jackson, so I was wrong. So. Benford played really well against the Bears, had a nice one-on-one tackle on Justin Fields, had a really nice defense of DJ Moore, who is the number one wide receiver for the Bears on the slot fade. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the starter. Um, and then Kyrie Elam's just kind of in no man's land. Saran Neal actually looked like an NFL quarterback. quarterback. He did. He I couldn't did. believe that. I know. The man actually was like... He was playing football. Like maybe maybe he's not... We don't put special team across the name. Like maybe we actually give him the respect and put him DB. I don't I don't know, but I I would I would be okay with that. Just I to still see what do not trust him at all. No, I don't trust him or Cam Lewis at all. But yeah, it's, and then obviously they they're going to bring back Reed Ferguson uh, and have Bass. Martin. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think there's what seven seven inactives. I want to say so. If, I don't know if it's if it's a situation of everyone seems to be kind of healthy other than really McGovern and Vaughn. Well, obviously Vaughn, but he's on the puppies on the right. Roster, so. If I would say, like, kind of, like, make a semi-prediction on who's inactive, like, I don't know, man. This, this is where it gets difficult. But I would say two of the defensive linemen are going to be inactive. So Jonathan's a lock, I think, for being inactive. I think one of the DTs is inactive between Settle, Ford, and Phillips. I think we may see either – I don't think they're all inactive. I think Dorian Williams may have potential to be inactive. Uh, I think I – think is there eight? Oh man, uh, this, this is where it gets hard, man. Because the roster is so good, and it's like, all right, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. But, so, so I think to cut you off real quick, the D line I think is going to have two. I think one of the linebackers is going to be inactive, so that's three. I think we may see Kyrie Lam inactive. I think that's going to happen. Four. I'm really hesitant to say one of the safeties, but I think that might be five. One of the wide receivers, and then. An offensive lineman or two? I don't know, man. This is difficult. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in and do some research. I'll have mine for you on betting on the Bills. Yeah, I don't know. It, I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna go out and just say this stuff right now. I gotta actually look into it. It's, a little it's such bit. a hard roster because there's so much talent on it. But I know it's hard to get to 53, man, and then it's hard to get to 46. But yeah, it is. It is difficult. It'll be interesting to see what the Bills Julia actually Shakur, do. With maybe this. if they think Cardi is gonna be the returner, they might inactivate Shakir. Does Quentin Morris become inactive? Because do you really need three tight ends with Reggie Gilliam? Right. I, I mean, it could go anyway. Especially I, if all how many offensive linemen they have? What? Doc, that's one the I five, think the five is starters. The five stars: Bates, Edwards, Demark, Anderson, and Fatty. That's ten. So maybe do they roll with eight? Do they roll with nine? So that's probably at least one. The D linemen, I think, are two. The linebackers probably one. One of the people, in the, one or two people in the secondary are probably inactive. So, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would definitely. I'm. I'm one of mine. I can say right now is what you said. It's going to be Quentin Morris is inactive for Ooh, Reggie okay. Gilliam. I would. I would say that's. I feel like that might be set in stone. That's yeah, one I can I, tell you. I'll honestly, have to look in for the I, I, looking, rest. Looking at that, it's just weird because it's three tight ends. But if you use Gilliam, yeah, you'd know. use him as a te slash fb. I don't know. You know? A, lot, a lot of a lot of linemen made this team, so it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. No, it 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 shall be. But I mean, it's I, I'm just excited that we're here at this point. You know, we're again plugging season three. We're on season three, and uh, we are we're cooking. We're we're getting ready for the Bills season. We're uh, six days out, so. I mean, there's not much more. We can't complain, really. I mean, we're in we're in school. That might be the only thing we can complain about. But that that is the one thing. It's a big that L. Incredibly unfortunate. Unfortunate. But every Tuesday, we're gonna try and we're we gonna get a little fancy talking here before you head off. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll throw out the calendar after that. How about that? All right. That's. Oh my gosh. So first, just yeah. First uh, first time being. I just want to say, pleasure to be back in studio. First time in. A year, maybe probably a year. So as you can see, I just slammed my knee very hard. A little on my over desk. a year. We're we're no. moving back into the studio. And as you can see, we have nothing that we used to have on the wall. I, I don't know if they can see that actually because they're 
cocked this they way. Can. Oh, you can. So as you can see, we still have the fan cave. The, the, the fan, fan cave. cave in this. We're we're we, thinking of we possible have, things we still we can have do. the flags. You mm-hmm. know, we just gotta you know we gotta put them up. We just have it, we're retooling the studio. That's what we're gonna proca- say. Classic uh, procrastination. You know, we knew we were gonna. Both of us have day. ADD, so it's a characteristic. And so know? does the producer. So it's just like it's, it's a it's a, a it's, three. It's, it's not even squared. No, it's cubed. cubed. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so. There's no. There was no preparation. Yeah, all, yeah, we, I mean, we came in blind. As a yeah, bat, we're, so. we're gonna start at twelve thirty. We started one, but 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 now as we're really getting cubed off. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go back to fantasy football fantasy as he football. kicks the desk again. But okay, so fantasy football. We don't really talk a lot about it on the pod, on the show, but just wanted to make mention of we we do a lot of hometown leagues, right? How many are you in total? Two, two. I'm in eight total, which is a horrible mistake. And I'm like, I did this last. That's year. too many. That's, That's like four, too many. Four, I think, is the max. No, then I forget to check half of them. That's well, the problem the, I have. The problem with that too is that. You probably have players every week that you're against that are also on your your other team. Right, exactly. So it's like, who are you rooting for at that point? I pretty much, though, every team you look at, they're kind of the same team. You know what I want you to do? Mm. Next week's show, you have to do a ranking of your fantasy football teams. A power ranking. No, but like on who you want to win. Okay. So like if you're in like a... a, Of course I would want ours to win because we're a punishment league. But all I'm saying is like a punishment league or like $20 league or you have to like... You you need to list what what it is and do like why you want every... I'll uh, make a graphic for it. We'll have it up next week. Yeah. You need to do that. Okay. That's... Because uh, like yeah for, no for, for, I did too many that's just I for mean me it's very easy I have two teams I want my punishment team uh, to win over my other team my other team I put ten bo- it's a ten dollar buy in league this one talk about the punishment well I'll just mention I'm one of my other leagues is a sixty dollar buy in league and there's <laughs> yeah. there's ten of us that's so. gotta be a second that's got, I will predict that is second in the power that's rankings. a big one that's the that's my work league with all my coworkers so that's a big one that's a big money maker if I come out on top on that and one. respect I think it's winner take all so Ooh. I think I think the winner gets six hundred bucks all but right. anyway so our punishment league producer Mooch Michael Loss is in that as well. Um, Dom and I and a couple of our friends from home are in that. How many of us? Ten? There's ten of us, right? Yes. So there's ten of us total. There's been some turnover. But (laughs) there was ten of us. And the punishment, so we don't, we wanted to come up with a punishment that's applicable, easily applicable to everyone. Because last year's, who I I was the recipient of, I'm not going to go into what it was exactly, but um, it was kind of, it was a punishment that applied to two-thirds of the group but a third had issues and you so, happen to fall into that and i happen to fall into that third so that we we tried to avoid that this year so the punishment that we chose it's a little bit of embarrassment slash financial detriment but it's not it's not anything also too goodwill. crazy also goodwill yeah it's actually a fan, like we'll, we'll seem like really good people for doing this right but so say you went i'm gonna just say it three and ten okay you went three and ten that those ten losses are the number of Tim Hortons you would have to visit on the said day that we pick and start a pay it forward line. So that means if you don't know what that means you have to pay for the person's order behind you. Could be a small coffee. Could be a dozen donuts they're bringing to work with them. Depends on when you go. Could be a bunch of teenagers getting a bunch of breakfast sandwiches or something too. It could could okay, so this could let's just set up applicable range here, okay? Ten Tim Hortons, three dollars a coffee. And you have to buy something for yourself in order to go through the drive-thru. So, okay, how about, like, if you were going to 10 to mornings, you probably would end up buying yourself some food because, like... But God. we're all going to be... Our whole group's going to be together hopefully, watching this happen. Hopefully. hopefully. As many of us are available on that date will so, be together. So. If, you, if you would break it down financially, it would probably be... You'd probably buy yourself... A bottle of water. A bottle of water. Or a donut. I see probably apple juice. Isn't apple I'd probably like buy bucks? a donut because the donut's are like eighty nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but that do, you keeps... want to eat, do you want to eat 10 donuts? There's 10 of us in the car. I mean, I, yeah, but yeah, the producer wouldn't be able to eat them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Celiac. That's They're right. He has celiac disease. Sorry, we can't, we can't, can't talk donuts here. No, but that's true. But like, So if you did that, so that's 10 times, just say 2 bucks. This is round up. Yeah, so that's, so that's, 20, that's bucks. 20 bucks in itself. And that's just you. But, but that's 10 Tim Hortons and you're only spending 20 bucks. Well, what I'm saying is like. It's probably going to be. I I will make think the it'll prediction be, now. It is going to be over a hundred dollar bill. You think? I think it's going to hit around seventy five, eighty bucks. I don't, I don't think. Do sixty think bucks. Bring, sixty bucks for ten like other people behind you that aren't going to be buying specifically. Well, donuts, listen, listen. This it's is at least forty. It's at least forty. It, it depends on the time of day you go. Any Tim Hortons around here 
you go at 6 a.m., it's people on their work commute getting their ice caps, getting their coffees. That's literally, those are $2, those coffees. So, again, 10 Tim Hortons. You also have to, if you go 3 and 10, you had to do it in three hours. Yes. I mean, that's kind of a technicality, I feel it's like. It's a semi-technicality. It's basically it's just, just do it. Basically, you just do it. But to make the wins count for something, you got to do it in that amount of time. But you, you're, there's no shot you're doing it in an hour if you went 1 and 12. So, anyway. I digress. The oh, it has to be ten different type. Ten Hortons different too. Tim Hortons. You can't go around the same one multiple times. So, uh, and, the, and I wonder. I do wonder. Sorry, go. I do wonder, like, if you're gonna have to wait. Like, you might have to wait for like a line to develop. Like, you could get. You yeah, could, you might have you to sit in the parking lot. Yeah. So I think the time the time limit cannot be used because there's no way if there's if you hit a dead so spot. What would you, I? I, I uh, if you hypothetically were last place, what would you do? Would you just park in a parking spot? And wait for the line, or I go at six or, in the morning, or, no, no, where no, no, there's a no. guaranteed line. Say, say, say you get to Tim Hortons, and there is no line. You're like, oh my god, I can't. We're not it. sponsored by Tim Hortons in any way, by the way. I just want to put that but out. We just did it because there's a lot of them in, mm-hmm. in the Grand Island. But if, but if you're listening, if you were going to Tim Hortons and there was no line, would you just wait in a parking lot and wait for a line to develop, or would you like, you know, how you could be like in the line, but like you're not close enough for it activates the mic. Will you just wait there until someone until comes someone up behind, behind you, you and you? then pull forward? That's probably what I that do. Would probably be the because then idea. odds are if you're in a parking spot, someone's going to get in the line before you and then you're going to And miss then your you could potentially it's the same situation. Yeah, so you got to kind of just hover in the beginning of the line until someone comes in behind you. But I mean, at the same time but though, do they have to, uh, this is we probably should figure out. Do they have to go through the drive-through? Yeah. No, they don't have to go inside. No, pay it forward means you're in the drive-through. Like that's the whole point of it. If you go inside, then the person like sees you. You know what I mean? The producer is. But we we us do have breaking news. Breaking news. Wow, pod breaking news. Look at this. Head coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs says tight end Travis Kelsey hyperextended is his knee today and is currently being evaluated. So that's a little bit of breaking news here. But and as as uh, I just you know we were in a punishment league mm-hmm. and. Uh, the producer did select Travis Kelsey yes, in the first yes. round. So can yeah. everyone? But he's being a bit, hyperextension. You put a brace on; it's fine. It's not like you tore anything. Or so I don't know, man. Hyperextension could be that could be bad. I've done it before. That's like a couple of weeks injuries. That's weird much. looking when you do that too. Look what happened to Giannis. Giannis did then. He had to miss like two weeks in the playoffs, yeah. and they yeah. still won the championship. But anyway, crazy. anyway, fantasy football. I'll make a graphic on the eight leagues I'm in. I'll have each team put out there because then you can give your input on it as well. So can the producer where you would rank them. We'll make a tier list of. We'll go. You know, every Tuesday we'll go over the results of the but league we're in. Also, speaking of fantasy football, this podcast is all over the place today, and you know apologize a little bit on that but it's just we're so excited for season three and what's the future is coming we're back in the studio all that jazz so um and the bills play on monday if if you don't know um (laughs) so um next next year i think i want to get a big buffalonian invitational a maximum amount of people league for fun the first time maybe maybe ten dollars whatever you know what i mean something cheap um, but we got to get enough people. So if you're listening out there, if you're watching this on YouTube as well, wherever you're catching it, Twitter or X, Facebook as well. If you're interested, just comment below and, you know, we can we can make that happen. Uh, I'll leave our email also in the description so you can send us an email if you'd be interested in that. It's not going to happen this season. This is definitely for the future. But there's a couple other events that we're yeah, going to talk mean, about I as mean, well. I mean, so. let us know and also let us know. Do you think do you think our Tim Hortons punish Tim Hortons paid forward punishment is too severe? Yeah, like do you think um, it's too much of a financial detriment that you would go as far as dropping out of a fantasy football league because of it? Just have to ask. Just let us know, honestly, in the description below. Uh, you can find the email, or you can go to our website and click on our um, uh, external links. There's a way to contact us as well. And we're looking to get some articles up as well, so you can yeah. go check those and, out. And so. we will be returning soon with Sabres. I know the Sabres, uh, I'll just like briefly say, mm-hmm. I know coming up is the Prospects Challenge uh, against other Prospect teams. Yes. That's exciting. The Sabres Fan Fest, I believe, is September 16th. Also, I just want to give a brief shout out to the Buffalo Bisons because they're balling. They just had a they six are. game sweep. Yep, they play this week. Uh, you, everyone should go to the ballpark and support Indianapolis, the squad. right? They, yep, they mm-hmm. swept them six zero. They're on a seven game winning streak. They're a game out of first place. If they oh wake, come on, they're, they're a game out of first place <laughs> in in the in the second half. If they make first place, they will make the playoffs. So uh, yeah, the teams. 
I mean, obviously working for the team, I'm going to hype them up. But the told te- you the band that started that menta- championship I, I, mentality. I will just say this. I will mm-hmm. just say this. The Bisons were horrific in April. They I will were. fully admit it. I were also work producing their games for radio. It was, it was I despised going to work it, because it was just disgusting to listen. to. It was to. disgusting baseball. Mm-hmm. But now you go. They're they're solid in the field. They run the bases well. They they're pitching solid, and every at bat, every batter comes up and it is a professional, major league caliber at bat. They and could they score a lot of runs, and they hit some bombs, and it is a fun time. Uh, it's also you know go Friday for fireworks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, you know we 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 unfortunately this year we kind of like let go of the rundown a little bit, but maybe next maybe next season, season four in the off season we'll. We'll get more, but more back into that, but yeah, just want to get that. And then the Sabers, obviously, like there's just not been a lot going on. But also, if you're interested in any NHL talk, you can go check out the other podcast that's been recently added to the Buffalonian division of the Castors Podcast Network, the Wings with Blue Cheese Podcast. You can find them yeah. on Apple, pretty much anywhere you find us, any podcast. So yeah, so. I mean that's just like the Sabers. We're still waiting for the news of Rasmus Dahlin's contract extension. Apparently, Cole and Quay, everything's been agreed to. They're just waiting for a specific date. So. Um, yeah, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for the Sabers. Obviously, um, I believe later this month they play a preseason game, or in a month they play a preseason game, something like that. So mm-hmm. th- we're closing in on Sabers talk. Looking forward to it. So I'm very excited for the season. L- so. Listen, Tuesdays, Tuesdays, you'll get your your Bills recap, your our fantasy football, you know, update, mm-hmm. Sabers news, and more. And then obviously Friday, Friday, we'll for some picks, betting on the Bills. You'll get our picks. Um, might even now that we're uh, actually of the age of 21, could actually wager and you know have some fun with that. <laughs> Easy, nothing crazy. I mean, I want to do 12 leg parlays, same game parlays, which is crazy. Hey, Jordan, but... Jordan Greenway, man, the one handed goal. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes, yes, Jordan Greenway, the one handed goal got me, but I think uh, Craig Anderson lost me that one because I needed a certain amount of saves from him and he didn't no, give it to really me. That, but yeah. anyway, anyway, we'll we'll throw a whole lot of content at you. We hope you like it. If not, let us know. <laughs> um, I don't know how much we can exactly change the game plan, but we can take that into account and move forward, but we appreciate everyone who's been here for the first two first two seasons and um, you know, we're looking forward to keeping this going for a long time. At least I'm on that page. I don't know about you, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, no problem. Just wanted to verify that, <laughs> you know, while we're recording. So uh, also, be... just as you before you conclude, betting on the bills, we will talk. Would you rather our game segment will be on Fridays? Yes, exactly. So we'll it, it will be for anyone who's missing you know, the, the funky Friday fun time. It's yeah. it's back with betting on the bills. So we're gonna just split it up. We're gonna try and do Tuesdays every week. Wednesdays, you'll see it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Tuesday or Wednesday, you're going to see the regular Buffalonian. Fridays, you will see the betting on the bills and the Funky Friday fun time. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy. Sorry this episode's a little hectic. We're just trying to lay everything out as we're moving forward here. And um, the bills play on Monday. I'll be there. We're going to get some good footage to show you guys next week. But without further ado, that's going to do it for the first edition of Season 3 of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Callie. Of course, I was joined by Dom Loss. And Dom... How are you going to end this before the Bills play, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.